Welcome to The Wonder Podcast with Chrissy Dunham and Lisa Clark. Chrissy is a woman's minister, speaker, and always the life of the party. Lisa is an author, Bible teacher, and likes to laugh with Chrissy. They've teamed up to give you hope, encouragement, and hopefully a laugh or two. Now grab a cup of coffee, pull up your favorite chair, and enjoy this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast with Christy Dunham and Lisa Clark. We are so excited that you have joined us today, and we are super excited about who our guest is. But before we introduce her, Lisa, what is going on in your world today? What is going on in my world today? Well, I just celebrated a big fun night with Apple Boulevard last night. I will say that. Congratulations to the whole Apple team where your daughter, Katie, and her new company, our old company, New Storefront, which you are going to be the hostess with the mostess of. That's right, girl. We are in downtown Frisco, and it's a super beautiful store. And uh, we're just so excited. So we did a soft opening last night and Lisa was so sweet to come with her other friend, not her friend. It's my friend. too. (laughs) I was so so much time and spend some money, you know, so that's right. My little babies need to eat all my little grandchildren. It's so cute. Apple Boulevard. It's also on Facebook groups. If if you like cute, trendy clothes, it's super cute. So much fun. So and the whole thing. Okay. Speaking of eating, (laughs) we have the guru of all gurus on with us today. One of our favorite guests that we've had on a couple of times, Miss Abby Turner from Arkansas. Hello. We are so excited to have you with us today. And the reason we brought you on In case someone hasn't heard, which I don't know who that would be, but Abby has just written and released a new cookbook called The Living Table, and I am obsessed with it. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The food is good, and she is absolutely darling. So welcome to the Wonder Podcast, and tell us all the things. Tell us how you're feeling right now with this cookbook out and about. Man, it's a, it's so exciting. I have just had such the warm reception or maybe I haven't had the warm reception, but she has the living table has been met with so many fun stories already with just a week out in kind of the public out in everyone's hands. I've already received so many DMs and comments and messages about how the living table has been impacting the way people are inviting people into their homes or celebrating neighbors, um, loving on others, basically being hospitable, being the people that God has called us to be. Um, It's so exciting to see a message and a passion that has been put on my heart be shared with others and be received with kind of open hands and open arms. And it's really cool to see how God is, is working in that way. So I know Abby, you took this concept of a cookbook, but you made it a little bit different. Tell us what's different from the, from the living table than all other cookbooks. Yeah, it is really different in that it is not set up or not designed to be your bougie cookbook food. It's not the meal type. It's not organized by appetizer or dinner, meat, dessert. It is organized by moment. And every moment is a within a different chapter. 
and all the chapters are different tables and are different devotions that you can take your Bible study group through, take your friends through, or just read yourself. I know that we're not in the habit of reading cookbooks and just, well, I am, but maybe (laughs) not most people are interested in just sitting down with a cookbook and that's their easy read for the night. But I have designed it so that there are six different chapters, different tables. So the table that serves, the table that welcomes, the table that celebrates. And in each of those different chapters, we see um, a different way that Jesus or scripture has shown us how to use that type of table, how to serve others, how to be hospitable to others. And within each of those tables, there are different sub themes and or moments. I call them micro moments. They're the coffee dates, the pool parties, the barbecues, the movie nights, those fun Tuesdays those fun Saturdays where we can invite people over. And maybe sometimes you don't know what to, what to invite people over to do. It's easy to say, Oh, it's a birthday or it's Friendsgiving or it's Valentine's day, but maybe sometimes it's a a random Tuesday night. So not only do you have inspiration on what to cook, you have inspiration on what moment to host. So kind of twofold there all while giving you scripture and pro tips and just all of the goodness that I feel like is wrapped in scripture that sometimes we overlook because we're not looking at it from a perspective of food. I love that. And I love this concept. I've always loved the table and I started following you long before the cookbook came into existence and you were always doing fabulous things. And if you follow her on Instagram, she goes live and she does just fun stuff and she's so casual and it's just like you in the kitchen. There is nothing fancy about it or polished, which is what I love about it. She is just her darling self and everything is so good. And uh, she's just a hoot to watch. I just, I'm so entertained by the whole thing. But as you were talking, I started thinking about some women in the Bible that were probably the original living table people. And that's Mary and Martha. And Martha always gets a bad rap because, you know, she was busy about the work and getting everything done but that's what we're supposed to do. We need to get everything ready. It doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be, you know, everything in order. It doesn't really even matter if your house is picked up, just have people over because people love community and they love to eat and everybody has to eat. So why not? And Mary and Martha were good about that. There was another lady by the name of Lydia um, that that was her deal. She had people over and I just love that. And I love how you took the word of God and turned it into cooking. Cause I'm the girl that does read the recipe books. I'm the girl that loves to cook and have people over and all those things. So this is right up my alley. When you think about the cookbook and you think about the different sections, which is the one that is your favorite? And then a follow-up question to that is, what's your favorite recipe in the book? Oh, okay. Well, first of all, I'm not asking you who your favorite child is. So (laughs) how are you going to ask me what my favorite? These are all of my little babies that I have been just praying over. So we'll come back to that. But I do want to note, like, yes, you talked about Mary and Martha and Lydia. And one person I talk about in the cookbook that I think it's really overlooked is Peter's mom in Luke 4 talks about how Peter brought Jesus into his home and his mother-in-law was sick in the back. And Jesus goes back and says, Hey, you're healed. I mean, like the ultimate Advil, right? And she gets up and starts is scripture says she immediately starts serving people. Mm. And that's 
I feel like the heart behind the living table is how can we be prepared to host immediately? And that can be so intimidating to people, but I put a hosting handbook at the front of the cookbook. It's like eight pages. It gives you tips and tricks on how to always be stocked in the pantry, what to make with unexpected guests, that kind of thing. And so I think that is one of the most, in my opinion, unapproachable things about hospitality is I'm, I'm not ready. My house is a mess. My table is, is not ready to host people. But if you practice that and you're diligent in working on that skill and just the first step is cleaning off the table, then you're going to be put in a better position, a better posture of obedience to serve others. And I think that that's what we can learn from Peter's mom. But I'll, I'll, I'll put her aside, but my favorite chapter or section in the book is the table that welcomes along those same lines. In that section, you have unexpected guests, dinner in 30 minutes, which you talked about my Instagram lives. I love, you know, the things that I do in my Instagram lives on Sunday, Sunday supper club are super easy. They're usually 20 minutes or less because I know you don't want to be on an Instagram live for like 30 or 45 minutes. So I try to keep them really short and sweet things that you can add to your dinner menu for the week um, or the next week, things that you can go back and say, Oh, she showed me exactly how to do that. She didn't show me kind of, this is how you start the recipe and this is it finished. It's really, we walk through the entire cooking process. And so you can kind of see it from start to finish. It all also has um, in that table that welcomes summer movie night and backyard barbecue picnic, really easy ways to welcome people into your home. But I, my favorite recipe, I would have to say in the entire book today, it changes frequently, but today is probably the spinach and feta quiche, which has a sweet potato crust on it. And I love this guy so much. He is probably the longest recipe in the book besides ice that just needs to freeze, right? But the longest cooking recipe in the book at 80 minutes, most of the recipes are 30 minutes or less, one pot, super easy cleanup, but some of them just have some hidden goodness that takes a little bit longer to cook. And the sweet potato quiche is one of them. Uh, Don't get discouraged if you get into it and it's like, oh, this is taking a little bit longer than I thought. It tastes amazing. I had to make two when we were prepping for the book because every, all of my taste testers were like, Hey, can I take some of that home? So we ended up making another one. So it is so good. The taste testers loved it. It's a really easy recipe. It just takes a little bit longer. Um, But right now that's my favorite recipe in the book. Taste testers, Chrissy, why weren't we called to do this? Lisa, that's exactly what crossed my mind. Like I would have driven to Arkansas to do that. For sure. For sure. Well, Abby, you might not ask Chrissy who her favorite child is, but I will. Chrissy, who's your favorite child? (laughs) I don't have a favorite child. I love them both equally. Oh, could that have been my answer too? I love all 108 of these recipes. (laughs) 108 recipes. Okay. You kind of answered my next question, Abby. Okay. So Jesus said the greatest commandment, love, love God with your whole heart and love others, right? So love God, love others. And that's the whole thought behind inviting people into our home, isn't it? Because our home is our most intimate space. It's where we get to be known up close and personal. Why do more of us not do that? Is it because we're afraid of being judged? Is it because we don't want people to know us intimately? How did you get so comfortable with this? And who are the people that you're having over? 
Yeah. So I, I'll go back to the beginning of scripture. What was the first thing? What was that first fear within Adam and Eve in the, in the garden? They were naked and unashamed, and then they were shamed. They felt rejected. They felt vulnerable. They felt judged when Jesus entered. And so, and when they, you know, ate the fruit. And so I think that that is who we are at our, at our most basic human carnal self is, is we don't want to be rejected. We don't want to be judged. We don't want to be vulnerable with others, but that's, I think that that's what God calls us to do. That's when we are, you know, in a place to serve and love others best is when we are vulnerable and invite people in, um, because there is an ease, there's an intimacy that grows. There's a connection there. Even if you are broken, even if you are, you know, going through valleys, that's when like God can use us and God can really show his glory. That's when God can be who he is best. Right. So I think that when you bring people in, whether it's a Tuesday night and your kids are crazy and you have mess a mess everywhere. I don't relate. I just have two dogs and can usually just throw them in a closet somewhere. Um, <laughs> if I had people over, no, I would never throw them. Just sweetly Toss. usher. Toss. Yes, <laughs> sweetly usher them. No, so but still, living alone, my house can get messy. My shoes can be everywhere. I can have just. I'm a big pile maker, so I make just piles all over my. Especially if I'm working um, on some new recipes, every my kitchen is always a mess. But when people come over and they say, "Wow, you don't have a perfect home. Your kitchen is messy, and your table is not set perfectly." That's when I feel like people are more open with me. When it is perfect, when my kitchen is pristine, when things are just immaculate, they kind of put me on a pedestal of like, oh, you're Martha Stewart. And it's like, no, that's not the point. It's not about the preparation. It's not about all of the things that you can do. It's about the people. And so meeting them where they are. And if that means you need to go out back to the backyard because your house is a mess, or if that means you need to meet somebody at a table at a restaurant, then meet people at a table. That's where, you know, our brains, I know that I've been on a podcast with you guys before and talked about Dr. Kurt Thompson and how he talks about the brain and how we are wired to be vulnerable and connected people come to the table. I love what you said about Jesus said, we need to love our Lord and then we need to love others. And I think in Exodus, when God instructs them to make furniture, he says, you're going to make the ark. And then the very next piece of furniture he says is you're going to make the table. So he puts God, he says, God, this is where I am. I am always number one, but second, I don't want you to sit on a chair. I don't want you to lay on a couch. I don't want you to build a pew at a church. I want you to build a table because that's where I want you to come and meet with me. And I think if you, uh, if we, if we start to put on that lens of that's how God intended us to live life, I don't think we would neglect the table like we have. Beautiful. I love that. I love all those words that you just spoke and I think that's one of the reasons I'm so attracted to you is number one, I love to cook. Number two, (laughs) just the words you say and how you put it together so beautifully. And the other thing that blows my mind about you that our listeners may not know or remember is that Abby is single. So I don't know about y'all, but when I was single, I didn't think about having people over and cooking meals for other people. I was very focused on myself and, you know, those kinds of things. And I think she's just, God has built her this way during the season and he's preparing you for marriage and preparing you for 
times that you'll have couples over and all of that. And he's using this season. I love that about you. You're not wasting a minute. You have Bible study over. You have lots of activity going on. And I love that about you. You're not wasting this season of singleness. You are very busy serving the Lord by serving people. So you follow her. She has people over all the time for different things. And I love that about you is that uh, you're not wasting a minute. Something else, Chrissy, is that there are times where I can invite people into my home. And then there are other times where I want to serve friends that have kids and have husbands. And I, instead of inviting them over, it's taking a meal to them. It's serving them by blessing them with a meal. And yes, you can absolutely bite squad or DoorDash or Uber Eats. But how much more meaningful is it if I say, hey, I would love to bring you dinner tonight. What what are y'all or I would love to bring dinner for you next week. What would your boys like to eat or what would your kids like to eat and serving them that way? Sometimes it's not about bringing people into your home, but meeting people where they are. And so I have a whole chapter on serving others and it's a meal train. It's um, serving your new neighbors that are in, you know, how many times have we seen a for sale sign go up, especially right now for sale sign go up, people move in and we don't even introduce ourselves. So God calls us to extend that, extend that service, extend that blessing, love others. And sometimes the people we need to love are on our same street. I love that. I love, I love all of that. (laughs) And Lisa (laughs) challenged our listeners one time to, was it during COVID? That you challenged our listeners to take a meal to some young moms. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Lisa did. I did. I don't know who else did. And they were blown away. I think she challenged just to go to three families. Yeah. And the three families I chose were so taken back by that little act, which was not a big deal for me. I have a go-to meal of poppy seed chicken and green <laughs> bean bundles and a salad and Uh, chocolate chip cookies. That's my go-to meal when I take something to someone and I've have expanded since then, but they were blown away that I would call and say, I want to bring you dinner this week. What's the best night? So I love that. And we all know Una May, we all follow Amy and uh, she did a text the other night or a text. She did a post the other night about, well, I took a meal to this person, this person, and this person. And I wrote her back and I said, I have taken a meal to a new baby and uh, to a couple of other people. And there's something about food um, that satisfies the soul. There's something about food that dries the tears. There's something about food that is just so satisfying. It's personal. It's personal. And when you do that for someone, whether it's inviting them into your home or delivering it to their home, you're meeting a need. And really, truly, it's one of the few ways we can actually meet the needs of another person. And, you know, friendship is one of those time, but food is a, is a need we all need it every day. And so when you meet that need, it's just so very personal and appreciated. And, you know, one of my takeaways so far from this whole discussion is dishes in the sink make me more approachable. And I think that's just a good word for us because we don't all have it together. So when we try to act like that in our house, we feel like our house has to be perfect before we can invite someone over or big enough or clean enough or new furniture or whatever. That's just, that's just keeping that gift of hospitality at bay. 
Yeah. And so inviting them in and saying, you know what? It's not perfect. I remember going to a friend's house one time and she said, well, I just made one of my stupid meals. And we were laughing so hard. And she goes, you know what a stupid meal is? It's something that you really wouldn't serve anyone else, but just your family. <laughs> but she <laughs> said, you're getting one of my stupid meals tonight. And, and I love that. And I've never forgotten it because we certainly all have those meals that we would never entertain with, right? We would just give to our own family members or ourselves. But it's, it's that. It's, it's extending that to someone and saying, you've got a need and I want to meet it. And I just think it's just a great, it's a great word. Now, Abby, I'd like to hear just a few of your little tips in the hosting handbook. Like what are some of the things you say that all of us need to have on hand? Yeah. So a couple of things that I am like, you can always walk into my house and these will always be in my fridge are crescent rolls. I use crescent rolls for everything. That is received several DMs about my crescent roll recipes because I use crescent rolls for quite a bit in the cookbook. Um, so just get prepared. You're going to be, if you buy the living table, you're going to be cooking some recipes with the, with crescent rolls, but I think that they're so good. They can be savory. They can be sweet. You can turn them into just rolls for dinner, or they can be turned into cinnamon rolls. They can also be used for, um, different little hot pocket type things. They can use, be used for breakfast. I think they're so versatile and there's something that I think we all need on hand just, you know, for that unexpected guest. And when I say unexpected guest, for instance, I had some friends that spent the night and this is actually where this chapter kind of came from or this section kind of came from. I had some friends that came up for a football game and decided to spend the night. So all of a sudden I had to do, I didn't have to, but they were in my home and I wanted to show them hospitality for breakfast on Sunday morning and was like, Hmm, what am I going to make? Well, popped out the cinnamon rolls, sprinkled some cinnamon sugar on them, mixed some cream cheese with some powdered sugar. And I had not really a cinnamon roll, but basically a cinnamon roll. And so it's little things like that, that when you have them in your fridge um, and you start to work with them, like I, I give you some really basic recipes in the cookbook to, to start develop that habit of, Oh, this is, these are all the different things I can do with crescent rolls or, or with little things. Another thing I say in the, in the cookbook and the hosting handbook is always have the table set. It is so much easier to invite somebody over if your table is set, if it's cleared off, if, you know, and I think that that leans into kind of the heart of hospitality, that heart of serving others that if your heart's not cleaned off, you're not going to be in a posture to serve others. And so mm. if your table's not set off, set or cleared off, you're not going to be in a posture to serve others. And so I try to always have some type of plate, cup, and silverware on the table. Now, sometimes that looks like plastic silverware. I love the, there is some gold silverware that is, um, or it's not silverware, I guess, flatware <laughs> that you can, that you can buy that is plastic and half of the time it looks real in my photos. So if you go to my Instagram over at a tabletop affair, you will see sometimes, huh, that looks like plastic flatware. Yes, it is. I use gold plastic flatware a lot because it's easy for cleanup. The right, that rifle paper, the paper plates right now are so cute. You can get them to look almost like real plates. They look so good. So I would not be concerned with, oh, I don't have China or I don't have really good place settings, paper plates, plastic. So people don't care what they're eating on. They just no, care they that don't. they're eating. And it's that act of just, like you said, bringing people together. Food is that natural conduit. You tell people that, hey, there's going to be food and watch, they will come. Um, I think that I say a lot of the times that I believe that food was Jesus's love language. I mean, look at how many times in scripture 
he was loving others around food, around a table. I mean, the great potluck of feeding the 5,000, they, <laughs> they brought their own food, right? So why don't we do the same? Mm, so good. I love it. I love it. I just love everything about this. I'm very curious. What is your go-to meal? Just like another thing I want to add before I ask this is people your age in this area, whether they're married, single, whatever. When I took a meal to this young couple that just had a baby, they made a comment that every meal they had received had been either delivered or the people brought it, they picked it up at a restaurant and dropped it off. And, you know, they're kind of old souls. And they're like, what's the deal? And we can't believe you cooked. We can't believe you're actually bringing over these aluminum pans and didn't know the store still made those. And you know, it was just <laughs> a hilarious conversation. But, you know, the younger generation has kind of gotten away from that because they're busy and they've got things going on. They have young children and all of that. So, uh, and I get that, but all of our girls, Lisa and I's girls are that way too. And they don't have time to cook. And I think it's okay. I think you show some grace and just say, I'm thankful you brought me some food. Not that they weren't. I'm just using this as an example that they noticed that, you know, you're the first one that's really cooked. And I guess we'll look at the list and see if there's older people coming. Cause maybe we'll get some home cooked food. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just funny when you think about it. So. That's just something that really struck me uh, when we had the big conversation. But when I do take food, I said, I usually do poppy seed chicken and all of that. What is your go-to meal when you deliver food to people? Yeah, when I deliver, I love a good galette. There's a Mediterranean galette in the the book. It's halfway between um, a pie and a pizza. Oh, Um, kind of contains, it uses a pie crust. It contains everything in it a little bit, but still shows just a little bit of the goodies on, on the tips. And so it is, uh, it, it's so, it's beautiful to take to somebody it's made in a circle. It's super easy to make. I love the Mediterranean one because it uses some of those really good veggies like tomatoes and olives and peppers. Um, but you could absolutely make it with, um, you can make a sweet galette with blueberries and um, cinnamon sugar, or you could make it more Southern and you could put chicken and peppers and like some, some Monterey Jack cheese in there and make it more of a Hispanic dish. So anyway, there are a lot of different ways to make a galette. I love the Mediterranean just because I love those good savory flavors in there, but that's usually what I take. It's also something kind of surprise and delight um, that not everyone has eaten, but it's still flavors that everyone is kind of neutral to. um, And so doesn't, doesn't kind of take away from you know, people eating it. And it's like, oh, the kids don't like that. No, most kids like the kind of Mediterranean foods. But you also said, yeah, I thought it was interesting that you said that they weren't aware of like the foil containers and stuff. And I made an orange Julius the other day and took it over to a friend in a pitcher that I had purchased at Walmart for $1.98. And $2 is like nothing. I mean, that's like tax on most dinners, right? Right. So I, I mean, I, I poured the orange Julius in there and gave her the picture and she was like, Oh, do you need this picture back? And I was like, nah, you can use that. Enjoy it this summer out at the pool or take it to a party or, you know, or something else, gift it to somebody else. And she was so shocked that I had not only brought her, you know, a frozen drink, but I had also given her the picture that it came in. And she was like, 
that is so cool that you just gave me that picture. I was like, no, it, you know, it's, it's the whole package. And so I would encourage the listeners that when you, when you're out and about, when you're shopping for groceries, also look for those simple one, two, $3 things. I know the dollar store has some great, great items that might not be like quote unquote disposable, but they're also inexpensive enough that you can gift with your food. Love it. That's amazing, Abby. That is too cute. You are too cute. I just think that's a great idea. I want to make an orange Julius and put it in a cute picture and drop it off at somebody's house. I just think that's just a marvelous idea. (laughs) So cute. Well, we are thrilled for you, Abby. Thrilled for your new cookbook, The Living Table. You, Abby mentioned her Instagram handle, but it's um, a tabletop affair. If you're not following her, you need to. She is delightful, full of joy, loves the Lord, but also is just killing it in, in the entertainment and hospitality game. So we are proud of you. We're thrilled for you and uh, wish you nothing but the best. Thanks so much for coming back on. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. I have so enjoyed my time with you guys. I always love our conversations and they're just so encouraging. So thank you for having me on. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. If you like what you heard and were encouraged, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because your recommendation for our podcast brings us great joy and it helps others find out about us. And if you are able to help support our podcast ministry, we would absolutely love that. You can go to chrissydunham.org and click the link to the party table. No donation is too small. We are so thankful for you. God bless.